Hello, friends, and welcome to the Sunday Special. This is going to be episode 21 of our weekly series, where we always do something a little different. We've had interviews, we've had soundtracks, we've had random bits of randomness. Today, a little bit more of that, and I don't know, I was just kind of sitting around and I thought, let's do a mid-year report. We are right about that halfway point, I guess a little bit past it, here in June of 2020, and we've already had some pretty heavy hitters in the JRPG world, so we're going to kind of look back, so what I'm going to do is uh, go back to my top 10 most anticipated games list for 2020. We'll talk about the ones that have already come out, the ones that have yet to come out, um, what's happened kind of with some release date uh, fluctuations, and then we'll kind of say, what do we still have left in this year? So far, it's been amazing. And if things go the way that they have been going, I dare say we will look back at 2020 and say it was one of, if not the greatest JRPG years we've ever had. And that's, I know that's saying something, but if you look at it purely from a numbers and quality standpoint, you're going to have to show me some, uh, some empirical evidence (laughs) otherwise against that opinion. I do apologize for last podcast's technical issues. I'll be honest, I still don't know what was going on. It was definitely an issue with the recording itself, and somehow there was some little blips and, and weird time skips, and I, like I said, I don't know what it was, so we will hope that those gremlins are out of the system and all ready to go. So without further ado... Let's get into, first, let's talk about um, my initial top 10, and then we'll go down this nice little list that I have come up with. So looking back at my most anticipated games of 2020, Fairy Tale was number 10, and it was definitely one that got pushed back, other, not only from a uh, quality standpoint, being a new IP, but as well as it got a coronavirus uh, <laughs> Delay. It is now supposed to come out on July the 31st. Uh, from what I've seen, they've showed off a fair bit of um, gameplay. So I would dare say this release date is going to hold true. My anticipation level has, I'd say it's about where it was before. The more I see of it, the more I like. Um, I'm also a little worried it's going to be a bit on the short side of things but i'm definitely still intrigued i don't think this is going to be a day one purchase for me i'll get into that a little bit later on but it still looks like it could be a very solid brand new jrpg we don't get those all that often um this is a genre that has built upon uh, previous games more likely so uh, of course, this is based off the anime, so there is at least that lore to go back on. But anytime you get a new one, you, you kind of want to check it out and see. Um, number nine is Christ Tales, and we just got some more information. And okay, yes, I know it's not made by a Japanese developer. However, this is a love letter to JRPGs through and through. I've talked with a few folks who are kind of on the fence about the visuals. Otherwise, they say that they're pretty interested in what this game is showing so far and it does have finally a definite release date 
we'll get it in 2020, barring another setback of uh, November the 17th. If you'll recall the last podcast, if if you could understand me between the weird time skips from time to time, um, we talked about its price point at thirty nine ninety nine, kind of being a double edged sword. And I did find out a little bit more information about it. It is going to be a shorter game. Um, I think I read that you could plow through it in something like thirty hours. So obviously, there's stuff that you could do on the side that would extend that. But I think that is going to be the reason why it is coming out at that price point. Um, looks like a quality standpoint, it's up to snuff. But on terms of length, they're like, you know, we better come out at a, a little bit lower price. Otherwise, people are going to be upset. A lot of people who paid $60 for Resident Evil 3 and beat it in three hours. That's what you want to avoid. <laughs> um, number eight, Trials of Mana. So this is the first one on my list that has actually come out already, and I have not got a chance to play this one. Uh, as you guys know, the games we play are extremely long. They're not cheap. We've been in the middle of a pandemic, so uh, it, just speaking personally, my wife has been off work for about three months. We uh, we got into some a bit sticky situation. I'm going into the details, but uh, we were basically living off of one income for a while. So we kind of held off on anything that wasn't necessary. She's returned to work. So maybe I can pick this one up <laughs> at uh, some point. Um, I still want to play this game. Um, I'm kind of just waiting for the right time and maybe can catch it on sale somewhere. But everything I've heard about it, everybody really liked it. Um, again, a bit on the short side, so maybe, you know, it did come out at a lower price point to begin with. But I'd say eight was probably a pretty good, um, number for where my anticipation for this one was. Another game that's come out already, Persona 5 Royal. I had that one at number seven. Looking back on it, I can recall not being crazy excited for it because we'd already played this game. Yes, we were getting some new content. Yes, we were getting kind of that um, uh, perfect, you know, original director's cut, however you want to say it, edition of it. But I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't crazy excited for it. I still got it day one. Obviously, we were, you know, dealing with the crazy anticipation for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I know that that played into my feelings on Royal. However, once I got into that world, boy, was I happy. <laughs> now, I've broke it up into, now it's going to be three playthroughs, um, not playthroughs, but playing sessions, whereas I have not played through this entire marathon of a game all at once. These games can go on for so long. And when I first beat Persona 5, it was 120 hours and it felt like it was just too long. Whereas now I've kind of broken them to a 40 hour stretch. Here's another 40 to 50. I think I'm around 90 hours now. And once I'm done with the next game on this list, I will go back and complete it. So I feel like my, um, my opinion on this game has changed a quite a bit whereas i had at the proper level of anticipation now my feelings afterwards have bumped it way way up um it is just a phenomenal 
JRPG experience, it's you're going to be hard pressed to argue against somebody who thinks this is maybe the best example of one. Um, if you want to say, okay, I don't enjoy the high school aspect of it, I can completely under, understand that idea. And, you know, maybe you prefer more of a fantasy type, you know, medieval setting for your for your games. That's cool. But the mechanics that are inside this game, the battle system, the voice acting, the <laughs> the characters, the graphics, they do everything so well. And what Persona has always done, but in particularly with five, is that style. You just can't help but get drawn into this world. Uh, the music is great. There's there's really no strikes against this game, except perhaps it's too long. But when you play the game, that's a long story they're trying to tell. It's set out over the course of a year. I've still not even gotten to the original ending, let alone the extra semester. So I'll have to report back on that at a later date and time. Let's move on to number six, and that was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, the game I'm currently in the midst of playing. I'm, From what I understand, I'm starting to get pretty near the end. Um, some things are certainly feeling like it's the end. Now, if you recall, I had the same <laughs> sentiments that I thought I was near the end of Cold Steel 3, and then 20 hours later, I was still playing the thing. However, I, I think, obviously, this is not a new game, so there is plenty of information out there as to how far I'm getting. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. That story just kind of opens up into one of the better ones that's kind of ever been told. Um, for me personally, I don't, I'm not super in love with the battle system, but I kind of feel like in some ways it is better than Part 2. Um, in particular... When you move around the battlefield, because positioning is crucial, just by moving, you don't cancel your normal auto attacks. That is something that was kind of frustrating with part two, is every time you even, you know, nudge the stick a little bit, if Rex was about to attack, he would stop. That doesn't happen now, and that's a big bonus. The game is still, <laughs> here's the biggest flaws I've seen from at least this iteration. I haven't played the original, the other ones, right? Too much of a need to grind. Um, too many side quests, but they're optional. Um, you don't have to do them, but you kind of need to do them. Because either you're going to be grinding to death, or you're going to be doing the side quests, one or the other, in order to get you to the next level. The game can go from completely manageable, you're doing just fine, and then you're dead. <laughs> um, there are... Plenty of times where they just throw too much, too many numbers of enemies on top of you. And no matter what you have done, you're going to be dead. That's just the way it is. It's not necessarily boss battles. I haven't had trouble with the boss battles outside of um, one in particular. They've been, although there's not really that many boss battles in this game. Um, it is usually just either you get on a unique monster and him and his cronies team up on you and you're dead or you're just facing a particularly tough series of um of enemies you you kind of know it going into it too because you can tell when it's just going to be too much there's a certain number 
um, anything much more than five or six. And they're just going to keep wailing on you if they're, if they're not hitting who you want them to hit and start hitting either your healer or shulk, you're going to be dead before too long. However, this game is really, really good. It is by far one of the best games on the Switch and definitely worthy of your time if you're a fan of part two like I was and never played this one. Definitely check it out. You're going to notice some vast improvements. Definitely worthy of the anticipations. I might have given it too much anticipation, built myself up too much, and was initially disappointed. However, I have completely come around and I'm certainly enjoying my playthrough. So from here on, the list gets a little more interesting. If you recall, at number five, I had Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers, the action RPG quote-unquote sequel to Persona 5, but oddly not a sequel to Persona 5 Royal, it doesn't seem. Um, out in Japan, and we have heard nothing about a Western release. Not one peep. So as with any game on this list, in light of our big events like E3 and the Tokyo uh, Game Show, we can get an announcement literally any day about these things that could change everything. However, Atlas already kind of had the PC gaming show with the you know, release of Persona 4 Golden onto PC. Nothing came about of that, so maybe we're going to get something uh, else here soon. But yeah, I'm. this one has now fallen way down my anticipation meter simply because we haven't heard anything. Um, very, very odd, to say the least. I have no reason to believe it won't come to the West, but... Having heard nothing, you almost have to assume that it's not coming anytime soon. I don't know. We'll just have to keep posted on this one. It's it's a game I'm very much looking forward to, but I need to come, you know, <laughs> to the West in English for me to enjoy it. Number four as well. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink completely fallen off a cliff. Now, this one could be a lot of different reasons. Um we knew that it was going to be a while on this one with a smaller studio trying to put this one together. I think it actually still says it's supposed to come out this year. Of course, that would be over in Japan with a Western release coming later to just to be optimistic about the situation. So I don't think there is any way on this planet that we're getting this game in the West in 2020. And at this point, I'd say we're lucky if we get it in Japan this year. Again, may find out some stuff about this one pretty soon, but it has also fallen off the radar. My anticipation is still pretty high, whereas it's lower than it was, I guess, but I'm still greatly looking forward to it. This game, I think more than others, um, could easily get pushed back a system. I still think there'd be like a PS4 version, but I can easily see development on this one, you know, having come to some sort of a standstill saying, okay, why don't we just kind of retool this and see if we can't make this a next generation game. And therefore, you know, 
kind of set ourselves apart from the competition. If it could come out and be one of the first, if not the first ones on the next system, I think that could pay some dividends, but we have yet to see. I will, of course, bring you that news as soon as I hear it as well. Number three, the biggest, most anticipated game of 2020 left to come out, Tales of Arise. Now, I'm starting to get scared about this one as well. I am really hoping we hear something from this title very soon. Now is kind of the time for that to happen. But each day goes by with no news. Still slated as a 2020 release. Now it's worldwide, so that ups our chances of actually getting it here in the West um, at some point this year. However, it has been on kind of media blackout for a while. So Bandai Nipco could just say, you know, come out with this one and go full, full blown with it and say, okay, oh, by the way, here it is. And it's coming out this year. I'm starting to get a little worried. Um, obviously there was going to be delays because of COVID-19, but this one seems to be taking longer than they anticipated as well. We've only seen the two characters and that's, that was a while ago. They're trying something new. This is not just another Tales game. They look to be kind of changing up the formula. That takes extra time as well. Again, I have no doubt that this one is going to be a PS4 slash PS5 game. I think that is almost a given at this point. I don't see it the same as I do Grand Blue in terms of perhaps waiting to the next system cycle. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. But really hope we get something here soon because it start every day goes by. You're just kind of getting a little more, a little more. But yeah, if you look at the um, the most anticipated weekly titles in Japan, this one uh, was already at number two uh, for the long time, and it went to number one after uh, this heavyweight came out. <laughs> number two, my most anticipated title was Final Fantasy VII Remake. It lived up to all expectations and then some simply put one of the most impressive games to come out this generation. Um, Everything was voice acted. The action was pretty. (laughs) It was smooth. It was a joy to play. Some of the weird nuances with the story. I can obviously look past they're doing something completely different. Um, I am super torn between so far, which has been my most impressive title, uh, remake or Royal. Um, if you're going just based on wow factor, it's remake. If you're based off of, uh, true JRPG through and through, I think you gotta give the nod to Royal. Whereas remake is... It's not pure action. Obviously, there's tons of JRPG elements in there. But I think I'd... Overall, I'd give it a tie. I don't... I You know, it's hard to pick between those two because they're both so fantastic. We'll uh, we'll get to you guys' most anticipated here in just a second. I asked that question over on the Facebook page and Twitter. We had some various responses. But... I don't see anybody that would have been disappointed to the point of 
um, <laughs> being outright upset with remake, there was some, certainly some things that could, you know, some head scratcher moments, but you can't knock the game on a quality or, or wow factor other than it's not the original. Sure. You can say that, but it was remake. It wasn't going to be anyway, my most anticipated title. And, uh, for me and for a couple other people, and now we know for certain it's coming out this year, Cold Steel 4, The Legend of Heroes. Quarter 4, 2020 release date on this one. Hopefully that's more of October. That is when the other ones, or at least uh, three, came out. So maybe they're trying to eye that one as well. That would be nice. We are hoping, perhaps, that like the new game, uh, was the New Game Plus Expo? Leo is the name of it. It's coming up here next week. We may get some news from NIS America about this one. You've got you got to understand how long I've been invested with Cold Steel. I was the original, you know, Cold Steel guy back on PlayStation Three. So I've been playing this series for a while, and having to wait to hear this story for a long time. Um, no, I didn't play, you know, Sky and Crossbell back in the day, but in terms of this individual story, it's taken a long time for it to wrap up. And I am incredibly excited to see how this, um, tale comes to a conclusion. I wish there wasn't the Hajimari no Koseki stuff out there that has at least giving plenty of room to interpret what happened at the end. But it is, but there's still a lot that's left to be decided. I am envious of those kind of who didn't play the ones a long time ago and have gotten to play Cold Steel 1, 2, and 3, you know, here recently in the past year and now can uh, complete the series with Part 4 coming up soon. I've got a list of games still to come out in 2020. You don't want to miss what we've got left to go here on the Sunday special episode 21, our 2020 mid-year report. Before we get into all the uh, stuff to come in 2020, I did pose the question on Facebook and Twitter. I said, what JRPG are you looking forward to the most in the second half of 2020? And what has been your favorite so far? We had a couple of responses, so I'll pass those along to you guys, since it's kind of talking about the ones we've already spoken about. Uh, Jordan chimed in. He said his favorite so far was FF7 Remake. Uh, he says he can't wait for Yee's 9. And he says, I'm sure I'll feel the same way about Cold Steel 4 after he finishes the first three. He says, I'm working on it. And that we've been chatting back and forth. He's currently about halfway through Cold Steel 1, give or take. Maybe, maybe not quite half, but got a long way to go. But uh, certainly I could not recommend uh, Playing through a series more than that right now. Dalton says he is patiently waiting for Yee's 9 info. So that was the rest of the world. He said his favorite so far is probably Royal. Lane says my favorite so far is Persona 5 Royal. And I'm most looking forward to Trails of Cold Steel 4. And Dan said, yep, the same. So we got a lot of favorites being Royal. Hard to argue against that one. And I certainly wouldn't argue with anybody who's most looking forward to Trails of Cold Steel 4, as is Jake. He says most anticipated is also Cold Steel 4. His favorite so far, he says, is Final Fantasy VII Remake, but the options are limited. 
he said this year mostly he's been going through his backlog. Uh, he liked seven more than Xenoblade and Charles of Mana, but he has not played Royal yet. So obviously that would probably, yeah, his opinion may change if he had had played those. So it really uh, warms my heart to hear all the people who have gotten into this Cold Steel uh, series and uh, like myself cannot wait until the conclusion of it. So, you know, we've had such a heavy hitting year so far. Let's just briefly talk about, well, not too briefly. Let's talk about some of the ones that are still to come. Uh, these first ones are geared more towards uh Nintendo switch. And one of the big ones that we've kind of heard a little bit about, but still don't have a definitive release date for bravely default Two, the, uh, final sequel, I guess technically like the third game in the series, but Kong of Bravely Default 2, still scheduled to come out in 2020, is surely going to be a system mover for that series, or for that system. They, uh, a lot of people like this series. I, I wanted to love it, and I need to probably get back into it with this one. And pick up fresh as it's you don't have to play the other ones in order to enjoy this one. Um, it looks impressive and should be a lot of fun, assuming that we get this one this uh, this year. Uh, Brigandine, the Legend of Runzeria, is coming out in just a couple days on six twenty-five. That is the uh, kind of bringing back a very old PS One series. One I didn't play back in the day and probably won't play uh, this year either, but um does look pretty cool. Um, a game that we seems like we've been waiting a long time for finally has a release date. That is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remaster. That one's finally coming out on August the 27th. That's Switch, PS4, and on mobile devices. So you'll have plenty of opportunities to play with actual other human beings as opposed to AI controlling those other party members. I'm kind of excited about it. I uh, never played the original, so I don't think this is a day one purchase for me, but I would like to play it at some point in the future. Uh, not from a Japanese developer, but having those elements is going to be Haven. It is coming out in 2020. We just had a large preview video for that one and i just think it looks so cool got a really cool battle system a unique story and kind of you know having that uh, young couple you know in love and living with each other while also on an alien planet and trying to save it flying around so there's a lot of unique things to it but it does have that jrpg kind of battle system to it and good storytelling so it does have me intrigued uh one of the longest and perhaps worst titles <laughs> ever. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in the dungeon? Infinite Combate is, <laughs> is coming out on August the 11th. I'm not familiar with this uh, this series or the anime, but uh, from what I understand, the anime is better than the game, but uh, maybe this has fixed some of the problems with it previously but yeah not only hard to uh hard title to get through but uh probably gonna be a little hard to try to explain to people what exactly you're sitting there playing uh paper mario the origami king coming out on july the 17th 
We kind of bashed on it a little bit last time as not having a lot of JRPG stuff in there. However, it's Nintendo, so you're hoping to get some of that charm and uh, fun gameplay for the entire family in there. We haven't talked about this one a ton as there's not been a lot of information. There was just a short video put out the other day for RPG Maker MV. This thing looks pretty robust. And um, I remember, if you guys recall, you know, this series started back on PlayStation, I believe, maybe PS2, but you could basically make an NES game at that point or a Super Nintendo game. This thing looks to be, um, be able to make pretty much any type of game that you want. So if you've always wanted to kind of do that but don't know how to code, this may be your uh, <laughs> best opportunity to do that. Switch owners are finally going to get Cold Steel 3 here in just 10 days on June the 30th. And they are new to this series. It's kind of weird. I agree. Getting just the third one and not the first two. But sometimes when you're a Switch owner, you got to take what you can get. Um, I... I struggle with telling people if they should pick this one up or not without playing. I've said before, I think you can. Should you? Absolutely not. But playing a game in a series that I love so much, I still feel like is better than playing them in order necessarily because I feel like you would go back and want to play them. But if all you've got is a Switch, that's all you got. You know, you gotta you got to play with the hand that you're dealt. And sometimes... You know, not everybody's so lucky as to have multiple game systems. The Switch is the most affordable one, or at least it was. Uh, you could probably get a, a PS4 pretty cheap by now, but um, I would say give it a shot. Death End Request 2 still say to come out sometime here in 2020. Maybe slips by the end of being the year, being a Western release. We'll have to wait and see if that one does. That's Kind of an odd-looking game, but it certainly looks like something that could check off a few of those boxes. Um, Digimon Survive. There's been fans of uh, the Digimon series for a long time. This one's a little bit different, but it is slated to come out in 2020. Uh, you've got both the smartphone and the console versions of uh, two near titles. It's supposed to come out sometime in 2020. We'll see if that actually holds true or not. I would dare say maybe the smartphone ones make it, but not necessarily um, the console versions. Um, I've been looking forward to for a long time. Genshin Impact is going to make it out this year sometime in quarter three. Um, you can still, I think you can still try to get in on that beta. I've not been selected yet, but I'm hoping to. So if you're looking to, to maybe see what it's all about, head over to their website and uh, you can sign up for that open beta maybe try to get in on that too um, you've got scarlet nexus is slated as a 2020 release we just found out about this game not long ago i can kind of easily see it being pushed back into early 2021 but as of right now that's what we have to go with uh, yakuza like a dragon is slated for a 2020 release date i think that one's going to make it we saw that last trailer with full english voice acting and gameplay so 
I don't see why that shouldn't make it out this year. Uh, absolutely crazy looking game and has all sorts of my interest peaked as someone who has never played the Yakuza series. This one looks like a good, uh, good way to get somebody like me into the series just completely over the top but still having some pretty good turn-based combat to it here in uh, just a few weeks you're going to get the newest sword art online game altization lycoris shaping up very nicely looks like a solid entry in this series actually a step up from some of the previous titles looks the part and hopefully plays the part but uh, that one's been delayed at least once if not twice so we should be able to get that one here pretty soon. I got three titles left for you guys, and I might have even missed a couple of them, but three ones that are complete wild cards in my mind, and they could absolutely make it out this year. Um, we have out in Japan right now, awaiting localizations, the Crossbell series and the Legend of Heroes series, Ao no Kaseki and Zero no Kaseki. With a bit of help. <laughs> There's really no reason why these games can't come out. Geofront has done the translation completely for the first one and is 75% done with the second one. Why? Uh, Falcom can't say, can we buy that from you <laughs> and use it and publish it? Why not? If you want to bring these games to the West, don't wait on NIS America to get off their keisters and do it. Because they, they are overrun with localization problems and timing. I say get this out there and let it be done quickly. Because there's no reason why if they do that, these games can't make it to the West fairly soon. And I would be thrilled about it. I mean, think about it. You're launching Cold Steel 4 in the West in quarter four 2020 you're you've just released part three in the west last year on the switch and the pc this year keep that momentum going get people into this series who may have not they already know these characters so they want to know more about it get it out there people will buy it especially I feel like you should you could get both these games on one PS4 Blu-ray. I don't see why not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think that you could probably do it, and it would sell like hotcakes. The last game, and again, there's really no reason why this game can't come out this year, and that's Yee's Nine. We have still not gotten any word that this game is coming to the West. And it blows my mind. In Ice America has a presentation at the New Game Expo. So I really feel like they're going to announce this game is finally coming to the West. Will we get a release date? Maybe not. But they need to at least confirm that they're working on this one. And it's coming. It's been way too long. A long time coming. Make it happen. <laughs> and we will certainly rush out there and pick it up. Um, don't forget guys, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on our YouTube channel for daily JRPG videos. Everything I talk about on the podcast and then some is over there on YouTube in addition to video versions of our podcast. So if you want to pretend like you're working and 
watch it on YouTube while you're at work, you can certainly be my guest. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't fault you for it. Uh, for a few more days, there's actually a sale going on the PSN store with some pretty big titles on there. But the one I want to say, if you have not, go out and get Tales of Berseria. You can get it on the greatest hits physical for 20 bucks. But if you are stuck at home or don't want to go out, you can get this game for $6 right now on sale. And that is insanity. It's been on sale cheap before. It's even cheaper right now. If you've not played this one for any reason, you need to go out there and pick it up right now. Uh, also on sale, Yee's Origin is down to $7.99 as well. Another great one. And not a JRPG. But if I was going to recommend just a great RPG, Dragon Age Inquisition, Game of the Year Edition, so it's got all the DLC on there, is $8 digitally. That's kind of crazy and definitely worth every penny. Another one that I've enjoyed quite a bit is on Supercell right now, Battle Chasers Night War, down to just $7.49. You could definitely do worse with that. You could pick, so one, two, you could get amazing, amazing, three amazing games. I haven't played Origins yet, but Tales of Berseria, Dragon Age, and Night Chaser, uh, Battle Chaser Night War. For like twenty bucks, that's crazy. I paid sixty dollars. I think I think Battle Chaser was only fifty, but maybe it was less. But I would have paid sixty dollars for all three of those, and I did for Dragon Age and for Tales of Berseria, and loved every minute of those. So get out there on your PlayStation and get those. They are on sale until June twenty fifth, um, Eastern Standard Time. It's two fifty nine a.m. So you've got a few days if you're listening to this right now. That's it for episode 21 of the Sunday special. Hope you've enjoyed this mid-year report and kind of been fun to look back at what we've had. Look to the future of what may come out there. If you enjoyed this podcast and consider giving listener support, I'd be very appreciative. You can click the link down at the bottom to go through Anchor's listener support. Or if you'd rather, we're on Patreon, of course, and I've got some tiers set up over there uh, for different levels right now i don't have any rewards set up it's purely just supporting the podcast and um, maybe down the road if we get some different level support and people want to get some perks i'll kind i'll ask you guys what you want because i mean personally i don't some things i care about and some things i don't so you sign up for those advanced tiers i'll come to you and see what you want right see what the offers are and see what you guys want and we'll go from there. But if you'd want to support the podcast, you could, as I kind of pointed in one of my tears, like if this was my job, man, that'd be insane. But there's only one way that's going to happen. It's uh sponsors for podcasts are really hard to get. And I don't really want to sit here and read sponsor ads all day long to you guys. You anchor, puts out this podcast. So you kind of got to listen to that one. That's the deal. But, <laughs> um, I don't want to sit here and read five minutes of commercials, but if you guys want to support the podcast directly and not have to listen to those commercials, well, that would be incredible. 
that's it for this one. We'll see you guys back again on Wednesday, and we are pounding our fist on the table that we hope this new game Expo Plus is going to be uh, brimming with JRPG announcements. I think it's our best bet, guys. Other than specific big name releases out there that they just are so big they can come out on their own. This is going to be the event that I think we're going to get the most news out of, short of you know a Tokyo Game Show that may have some sort of special uh, online thing. Hope and pray with me that we get something that we all want to hear. But until then, don't forget, guys, get back out there and level up. <laughs>